My name is Reverend Ron D. Robinson. I'm a professor at a local HBCU in the city, uh, 107th HBCU. Uh, I teach liberation theology. Um, George Floyd in the play for me is not only the one George Floyd. The George Floyd in the play for me is all the unborn black male babies who will be born into a society where the politics is against them. The deepness of George Floyd uh, is the lynching on the backs of black men all the way from the early slave ships until now in the courtrooms. Uh, art is the catharsis of the soul. The politics of the street, the protest, is only the paintbrush for change. This space creates a space, a narrative space, to come together as community. In coming together as a community, all are invited because art creates dialogue. Is it an abstract piece? Is it a revolutionary piece? Is it a radical piece? Or is it a transcendent piece, one for transformational change? I would say that it's a transformational piece uh, for change in America. So the play is much bigger than the church here on the corner. But we do recognize that most of the movement has been in the churches, uh, whether that is we shall overcome or whether that is get your knee off my neck. My name is George Floyd. Uh, my name is Tony Berry, um, and I play Brianna Taylor. Um, just a little history on my background. Um, I'm a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for, it'll be 30 years in June. Um, and I love the arts. I've always loved the arts, but that was my career and this is my passion. Um, and then when I was asked to uh, play this role, I didn't know the details of the connection that I would have with the Breonna Taylor. Um, I used to be 26, 25. Um, I can understand now how she wanted to be a nurse like me, you know. Um, she wanted to have her license and get married and have a home and children. And I've been fortunate to have that. So when I play this role, I didn't know that it was going to tap into my personal life with Brianna's life. She was a young girl. Um, she didn't do anything wrong, you know everybody dates different people. So where comes the judgment? And for her to be killed in her home and not have any justice for just being at her home because the law said they're allowed to come in and do that, that's not right. Because I feel that they would not serve the same warrant in a white or rich neighborhood. They would not go in shooting blindly in, out in prospect. Um, and we're here in Louisville, Kentucky. They would not do this in certain areas, but in a 
low-income neighborhood or a black neighborhood, they felt it was okay to go in there shooting and no knocking. So just playing this role has meant a lot to me. Um, it's meaning a lot to me. And I'm honored to represent her in her life. And I just pray that um, I'll do her justice. And I pray that people will feel her pain all over the world um, of how she was innocently just murdered in her home. Um, I wonder for both of you, actually all three of you, just to, 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 to be speaking these words, um, how that feels. Uh, to say these words, it's true, trying to hold back your tears, you're trying to be composed for the interview, but you really could just sob right now, you know. One of the lines that Dr. Estella wrote in this play was that there was no camera in there for me. There was no eyes in there for me. And I felt that every time I say that line, that's the hardest line I'm going to have to say because I felt her pain coming through the pages that Dr. Estella wrote. And, and I just felt her cry, you know? No one could witness what they did for me. So this is very heart-wrenching, and the emotions is sad and grief, but my prayer is always of hope that there will be a change, that somebody will feel this pain, and they will say, well, then let's make a change. That's another line she says in the, pray, in the play. You have to change, you have to hear. So I pray that that will come to fruition.